That's the sound of a day starting out right. I hear it every time my new Toro Z-Master 4000 Zero Turn starts up. With big-time horsepower, giant Voodoo track tires, TurboForce deck, and comforts like MyRide and USB ports, it's fully loaded to mow all day long while delivering that signature Toro cut. From start to finish, this beast means business. Get your Z-Master 4000 today. Toro. Count on it. Introducing the s Podcast channel, your one-stop source for all types of podcasts. We are always on the look for new podcasts to join our channel. If there is any topic you would like to discuss, contact us now. We can be reached on all social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram. You can also contact us by email or leave us a voicemail at 516-570-9248. So make sure to contact us now so you can start your podcast soon. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the very first inaugural edition <laughs> of Nightmares on Jay Street. I am your host. I am Jay. I'm back at you. But this is a different show. This is not the show you usually hear my lovely voice on. And you haven't heard in a long time. I've been on a little bit of a hiatus. But I guarantee you I will be back. And I'm starting with this show right here, episode one. And um, pretty much what this is, is just uh, another thing that I love to talk about. And now I'm going to share with uh, with all of you. So once again, I want to thank Steve, Dan, and the rest of the guys over at the S&D Podcast channel for giving me an opportunity to have a second show on their channel, <laughs> which is pretty cool. And um, I'm here. And it is Friday. No, it is not Friday yet. It is late Thursday night. It is December 12th. 2019 and with this show i will be talking about friday the 13th the original friday the 13th considering tomorrow is friday the 13th and i kind of lucked out with that because i was supposed to record this show about two months ago (laughs) when we had a friday the 13th in september but uh wasn't able to go down but we're doing it now so that's all that counts we lucked out with another friday the 13th so with that being said i will be getting into the original Friday the 13th from 1980. I was originally going to do the whole franchise, but you know what? That will take a hell of a lot of time, and it'll, I'll get more shows out of breaking them up, so that's the plan. <laughs> so with that being said, I, I, I have a special announcement. I have a special guest for this show, and in my almost five years of doing podcasts, it's been that long, um, this is the first time this person's been on one of my shows which is pretty cool. Um, That's true. Now, the the name of this particular episode, I'm going to name it Horrors with the Wife. And the reason... <laughs> that sounds so bad. <laughs> and the reason I'm calling it Horrors with the Wife is because um, my birthday was September 14th, and that was a Saturday. So I made, for my last birthday wish, I made my wife sit through... Friday the 13th as my last birthday wish and she did to her credit and she actually watched the whole damn thing so for this episode my first guest for this show is my lovely beautiful talented sexy wife 
Angel, how you doing, love? Well, thank you for that lovely introduction. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Yes, I sat through the whole movie. I am not a horror movie fan. Hey, hey don't tell the fans that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a scaredy cat, so I basically was nervous about it, but um, so far, so good. All right. All right. So now, did did you see this movie ever growing up that no, you remember never so this was your first time watching it yes all right very good and which it became apparent at the end but we'll get to that story <laughs> in a second very <laughs> <laughs> but i mean can you remember ever seeing any of those like jason Voorhees movies or no now now you see my wife who who, who she will probably be a guest on the show again when we speak on like 90s horror in terms of uh like the times of scream or i know what you did last summer she was more of a fan of those uh mystery type horrors where you got to figure out who the killer is and it's like a game of clue or whatever the case um but in terms of the slasher genre which is probably my favorite uh form of horror like uh, i could deal with the paranormal stuff it's not my favorite but i mean I i've seen them all pretty much but um the slasher genre in terms of like Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Child's Play. I consider those like the four horsemen of horror in terms of my time growing up. I'm an 80s baby. So those were the movies. Um, I mean, growing up, you weren't a fan, but what were you exposed to? Well, so my mom was a really big horror fan when mm -hmm. I was growing up and um, I saw like gremlins when I was five years old, mm -hmm. couldn't sleep at night, yes. couldn't use the bathroom by myself forever. <laughs> um, she's a humongous Stephen King fan. So I saw Pet Cemetery. Um, I saw It, which, mm -hmm. you the know, like couldn't walk past the sewer ever, <laughs> you know, like don't stand next <laughs> to the curb. Um, I saw Misery. I Ooh. saw, um, gosh, what's the one? Here Comes Johnny. Oh, oh, The Shining. The Shining. Yeah. So I saw all of those at like 10, 11 years old, even, maybe even younger. And it just had an impact on me where I just never wanted to see them again. You know, <laughs> I was like, this is not for me. One um, and done. Yeah, pretty mm -hmm. much. And I didn't even want to see them then, but I was in the room. So it just kind of happened. Mm -hmm. So um, for me, I'm more like a romantic comedy kind of movie or, Boo. you know, talk about that <laughs> just, you know, like you said, I like the thrillers. I like, um, you know, I, I grew up with those 90 thrillers kind of movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, I was a huge um, fan of those actors anyway. So it just kind of made sense. Yeah, your Freddie Prince's Sarah Yeah, Michelle humongous crush Ryan on Freddie Prince Jr. growing up. Yeah. So I almost got to meet him, but it was oh. not in the stars. Oh, That's okay. Damn it. <laughs> Oh, darn. I looked out pretty good otherwise uh, with my husband, so I'm okay. But, um, I mean, I never got to meet Jennifer Love Hewitt, so... so I, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I never really wanted to watch those movies, and um, I know that you're a big fan of them, mm -hmm. and I know that that's what you wanted for your birthday, for me to watch it with you, and I usually get away with not doing it, but I didn't this time, so... Yeah, the power <laughs> of the birthday... You yeah, came. the birthday wish power <laughs> got me. <laughs> but honestly, I have to say, like, just in general, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. yeah. Not to say that I'm, like, in love with the movie, but... <laughs> Wearing her down, guys. Wearing her down to the, come Slowly. to the dark side. <laughs> 
Well, the thing is, like you said, I mean, looking at those movies, especially in 2019, you're not going to be as freaked out or scared, yeah. even though you did get caught with the jump scare at the end. But oh like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. And you got mad that I didn't tell you it was coming. And right. I was like, you're not supposed to know. That's the point. Right. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, seeing movies from the 80s and the 70s in 2019, it's not going to have you know, that right. much of an effect. I mean, you know, the it's, visuals. You're, especially you're yeah. an adult, you know, it's not going to be up. Uh, but the fact that I'm actually glad you got scared at the end because it's like, yes, like you actually got caught. That's awesome. Right. You know what I mean, like <laughs> it is, it's a testament to the movie's staying power, you know, yeah. the fact that it could still like, you know, the graphics are not going to be as vivid as what we're used to now, you know, like the visuals and stuff like that. Because we're so used to more sophisticated editing and things of that nature. Um, but yeah, it definitely caught me at the end. I thought I was safe and I definitely wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get into that as we talk about the movie itself. Right. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> I was so a little mad. <laughs> <laughs> she got over it though. But the thing is, you also saw, um, uh, we went to the theater Yes. A couple years back, and we saw the new Halloween that came out in 2018. Oh, my gosh. And you sat through that, too, <gasps> I which know. was pretty good. Yeah, but I still, like, can't use a rest stop bathroom without thinking about it. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Like, is he going to come out and take my teeth? I think that's what happened in the bathroom oh. or something like that. Oh, my gosh. This is a really grimy one on mm -hmm. the 95, and it just... <laughs> on the 95? <laughs> like, hurry up and pee and run out. Yep, yep. But, you know, I mean, like I said, little by little, I will get her there. She will be a fan by the end of, uh, <laughs> if I make her watch enough movies. So, um, yeah, with that being said, once again, we're going to get into the classic 1980 Friday the 13th, which was, uh, let's see, it was directed by Sean S. Cunningham, who's an absolute horror legend. And uh, for a lot of people who never saw the original, when, every, when anybody thinks about Friday the 13th, who do you automatically think of? Um, Say the right name, woman. Oh, my <laughs> God. What's his name? Is it Jason? Yes, ma'am. Ding, okay. ding, ding. She won the prize. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, you automatically think of Jason Voorhees. But a lot of people don't get if they didn't see the original. Jason Voorhees was not the original killer, as we find right. out later on in the film. Um, which is, ironically, a trivia question that they used in Scream. Right. In the beginning with Drew Barrymore. They were like, yeah. who's the original killer in Friday the 13th? And she's yelling, Jason, Jason, Jason. And, oh, sorry, you got it wrong. Right. And then her boyfriend gets chopped up. Now, honestly, I didn't see the original Friday the 13th till I was about 12 years old. So I saw Scream probably before the original. And I was like, wait a minute. And right. I had a bunch of Friday the 13th cassette tapes. But I didn't have the original. Oh. So automatically, I thought Jason Voorhees too. And I was little. I was like, yeah, it's Jason. It's Jason. And my dad was like, mm-mm. I was like, right. you've been holding out on me. I need to see the original. So then I finally bought my own tape with allowance. <laughs> and it was like $8 in one of those rinky-dink mom and pop shops. That's what and I Jay bought. saves up for. Yeah, yeah. You know, little <laughs> Jay. Movies. Yeah. Uh -huh. Baby Jay. Yeah. <laughs> Saving up for horror movies. Wrestling toys and horror movies. That was me. Nice. <laughs> I still do to this day. <laughs> Only I get them on Voodoo and uh, and Amazon. Right. That's so funny. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so I finally saw it. The first time I saw it, I was a, a very young kid, and I and I didn't understand 
why throughout the whole film you never saw who the killer was until the end, until it actually happened. I think that made it more freaky, honestly. The POV, the point of view. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It Which just, they stole from the original Halloween, by the way. But still gives me the creeps, like thinking about the movie. To be honest with you, <laughs> and we saw it what three months ago. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think that is the creepy factor—the fact that you don't know who it is until the end. Although I had an idea. Did you? I did. What gave you that idea? So, for me, you know. In the beginning of the movie, you, you see the first two people that are the victims, mm -hmm. but they're almost like they know who the killer is. They're welcoming the person and saying hello to them like they've met that person before. Mm -hmm. And the way that they say hello, it's almost like a, a person that they know who's like an older person, you know? A non-intimidating. Right. Yeah. Like somebody nice. You know what I mean? And um, that was like a really weird thing to me initially because you would think if somebody's going to get murdered in a movie, right? And they see a killer coming at think, them. You would see fear. They're going to be screaming, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. But they're not. Not initially. Well, the thing is, like, and we might as well just get right back right into it. So right. it starts off in this camp. And um, I believe it's, I want to say, in the 50s because... Technically, that's when Jason Voorhees drowned as a young boy. Uh, just to get into the backstory, um, a little boy named Jason who was, you know, pretty deformed, and and uh, they describe him as kind of like a. It's a politically correct way to say it nowadays. Uh, he had mental health issues. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know another word for mongoloid, but uh, he was. He looked pretty deformed. He had bumps on his face. Like he was just a messed up looking kid. And uh, camp count uh, the fellow campers. Obviously, kids can be cruel, as yes. we know, throughout all of time, especially nowadays, mm -hmm. picking on them and stuff. And he ended up falling into the river, into the camp uh, lake, lake. Yeah. Uh, Camp Crystal Lake. Um, <laughs> he falls into the lake, and and he eventually just drowns. And um, and uh, as time goes on. Uh, little by little, people just start getting killed off. Now, in the beginning of the movie, you have some counselors. They're actually singing, which is kind of weird, which makes me think they're like a maybe a Christian camp. I'm not sure, but they're right, singing like, like kumbaya. Or they're kumbaya, yeah, like around a, 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 a what do you call that? The fireplace and stuff like right, that. The and you see uh, two particular men and female looking at each other and giving each other the the wink wink the eye right like they need to they're about to go somewhere so they go to an upstairs room while everybody else is still singing and uh they start getting a little freaky right and then all of a sudden you hear the oh they got caught they're like oh so <laughs> so um like you said they didn't really show no fear but they had that look like oh uh, like trying to cover each other right. up and stuff like, like that someone older yeah yeah kind of or as we find out later you know not a man obviously right so <laughs> because if a if an older woman comes up and sees you getting busy with somebody you're kind of like oh like that that embarrassment, you know, embarrassment right. that that like oh oh i'm so sorry oh and then all of a sudden he's getting a knife jigged into his stomach <laughs> yeah it was kind of confusing at first and then now the girl is the one showing the fear at that point right like they show a close-up of her face and she's just like that first close-up is kind of like, oh, and then that's right. when the Friday the 13th uh, sign pops up to to show the beginning of the film, you know? Is it bad that I'm, like, sad for Jason? 
Well, I was going to get into that conversation with you yeah. as a mother. Yeah. Like, uh, how far would you go? You know. Well, I mean, I'm not going to like kill people. No, but I'm but... just saying you kind of see Mrs. Voorhees as we find out later on. Mrs. Voorhees is the one committing all these crimes. You kind of feel sympathy for a mother whose son got killed, pretty much. Right. And she just, whoever goes to that camp, she's going to take out, you know? Well, I mean, obviously, she has snapped, you yeah. know? Like, her son must have been her entire world. And she's, something is wrong, obviously, mentally. She just snapped. But um, I feel bad for Jason. Like, I kind of wish I was there to help him <laughs> and, like, save him in the lake and, like, give him a hug or whatever. Like, that's just, you know... Mm -hmm. Um, she needs therapy in the worst way, but you know, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, I, especially later on when she's talking to herself in his voice. Yeah. And, it was just it, <laughs> creepy, but you know, I just, I do feel bad. Like the whole situation is very unfortunate, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm just wondering what the movie director was thinking. Like where he got that idea from. Right. Because a lot of these guys, like if you listen to. Um, Wes Craven, who created Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, with Freddy Krueger and all that, that he kills you in your dreams and stuff. Mm -hmm. He said he got that from, I believe, an old article from uh, somewhere not in the U.S. that this guy died in his sleep. Like, uh, I want to say, I don't know, from sleep apnea. I'm not sure, but okay. he died from something in his sleep. Right. And then he was getting nightmares and stuff like that. So Thinking it kind of... about it? Yeah, so he okay. kind of got that you know in his mind and made the story you know what i mean like mm -hmm. what if someone could actually kill you in your dreams and you don't wake up like you know what right. i mean like, so who knows what sean cunningham or whoever wrote it like oh let's think of this little boy you know that happened to him and then his mother went nuts and started taking people out right like where did he come from with that idea yeah yeah it's interesting if you think about it yeah so, I mean, as the time goes on, uh, the camp gets shut down. And um, all of a sudden, the people who own the camp years later decide to have this great idea to reopen. Right. That's and right. Um, so they're hiring all these new counselors. This is, uh, I want to say, a few years later. And, um, you know, the people are coming in. They're, they're renovating the place and all this stuff. And one by one, people are getting taken out by this killer. Yes. You know, in gruesome, gruesome fashions. So that's my issue. That's my issue. I'm really not one about the gore. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to see it. That's like issue number one. Issue number two is I just get anxiety behind it. You know? Like I'm, you hear the music. Oh, you hear the I know what's going to happen. And I'm yelling at the TV. I'm like, run, run. What are you doing? Like, mm -hmm. turn around. Oh, my gosh. And then it's always like, have you seen that commercial? Well, I think you have seen the commercial where they're like, people make the worst decisions in a horror movie. Oh, yes. And they're like, oh, let's not get in the, <laughs> the turned-on car. Let's hide behind the machetes and the chainsaws. Yeah, the chainsaws. And the killer is just looking like, ugh. Come on, people. <laughs> Give me a challenge, at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's how I feel with these movies. So I, I have to take it with a grain of salt. You know, it's one of those, like, suspend your disbelief kind of things. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what's going to happen, but you got to, like not have so much anxiety about the people surviving because they're not going to mm -hmm. and just be okay with it. Yeah. That's the hard part for me. Yeah. 
So as time goes on, people are getting picked off left and right. And then uh, I believe it happened all in one night, I want to say. <laughs> it seems like it, it happened. It seemed like it, right? Yeah. So at some point, uh, some of the counselors are, I, I think they had lost power because a storm had come. Right. Like they were playing strip Monopoly and doing all sorts of other craziness. And and this movie was not short of a, a star. Well, it had a future star in it. It was the first feature film for uh, Kevin Bacon, of all people. That was his first movie? That was his very first movie. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. It said introducing Kevin Bacon. Oh, that's right. You had yeah. to tell me that. That's interesting. Yeah. And Kevin Bacon gets killed, I think, one of the worst ways. <laughs> Do you remember? Was he, like, in the bed? He was on the bed. And... It was after he got promiscuous, which when we talk about Scream uh, a few episodes down yes. the line, they say the rules. Right. You cannot drink, you cannot uh, get high, or you can't have sex, or else you're going to die. And guess what? Kevin Bacon just got it in, and he got a spear right through his neck, right through the bed. And yeah. Came- <laughs> and I wonder why that is. It's like weird, these horror movie kind of rules. Is it, you know, like I mean, you're if, opening that doorway? Well, that- the thing is, if you think about it, the ones that always survives are the pure ones. Are right. the, they always are the ones for some reason that have the inner strength to combat the, the right. enemy. And, 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 which is it I like a metaphor? You know? I don't, I don't like, know. What is going on? Like who made, like you said, who those made those rules? rules? Right. Like the pure one. Like if you look at Halloween, Jamie Lee Curtis, she was a babysitter and, and she, all her friends got promiscuous. They all died. Right. She was clean. She was whatever. Jennifer she survives. Love Hewitt. Jennifer Love Hewitt, another one. Yeah. Like the pure ones, the 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 goody, goody two shoes, shoes right? are the ones that survive, yeah. and the ones that do all the tough man shit are the one that get sliced up. Right. Or you know, like, yeah, the slutty ones. Yeah. Yeah. Killed. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, it's always funny. It's always funny to see. Well. Now, do you remember? Besides that, do you remember any of the other kills that may have scared you or impacted you or whatever? That made you go like, ooh, like... Not really. I mean, they were all pretty quick. Yeah. You know, they were were all pretty quick. They were sudden, yeah. So I was like, okay, I knew this was coming and it definitely happened. But the thing that really had me going... We're just, like, doing spoilers, right, at this yeah, point? Yeah, okay. oh, yeah, this is a big old spoiler. It's a review. Okay, so, um, I'm like, how much should I say? Okay, so <laughs> the girl that survives at the end, you yeah. know, that was what really had me going. Oh, the, the her kill on the killer. Yeah, and her <laughs> running away, like, her, I mean, she was just really smart about it, you know? Mm-hmm. I really liked that. I think that was a redeeming quality for the movie. It wasn't just, like a gore slash and gash kind of thing. Yeah. Like she actually thought about it. It was a and cat and mouse a, game. Yeah. And she mm-hmm. had a plan. And like, I think at one point she had like lights on somewhere else or something yeah, like so that. Yeah, so she could go over there, but she was in another room. Right. But, yeah. Which I really liked. Um, it's kind of like Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> she really outsmarted the killer in a lot of ways. And I really enjoyed that about the movie, you yeah, know, yeah. where I was like, yes, that was smart. You know, I would have done that. I, I would hope. And, and she actually <laughs> did go for the police car at yes. some point, but there was a severed head in there and she yes, got scared she and got out of there. Right. But any one of us probably at that moment, I probably would have grabbed the head and threw it somewhere and got in the car. But, but. I mean, I, I wouldn't, know. I don't know. I don't know how I would have reacted. I probably would have fainted or something. <laughs> I definitely would have screamed. <laughs> I definitely would have done my horror movie scream for sure. 
So, so long story short, the main, the main girl who ends up being the survivor, um, I believe her name was Annie or something like that, or, or Alex or ah, something like that. Allie, I, I forgot it? her freaking name. Damn it. Let me look it up. What is it? She's the main character. Yeah. Uh, the, her real name was Adrian King. I do remember that, but, uh, oh, I got her right here. Okay. Um, do, 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 do I have her? Alice? Alice, that was her name. So she was she was one of the main uh, camp counselors, and she was then the one that ended up surviving. She comes across this woman who addresses herself as Pamela Voorhees, and she's a friend of the owners who she ran up to the owner and had already killed in the rain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, she was explaining who she was, and you know, uh, attempting to help. You know, like she had, I guess, did her thing come back down to being normal and was just trying to be a helpful person, kind of mm-hmm. like a motherly type, you know, right. vibe, you know? And she starts to get into this story about what happened in that camp and they should right. have never opened this place up again. Right. You know, I don't understand why they keep trying to bring this place back after what happened. And then she goes, who are you? Like talking to the killer. And she's like, oh, you know, a young boy drowned here years ago. And then she gets into who he is. His name was Jason, and he was my son, blah, blah, blah. Right. And no one was paying any attention. Little by little, she's losing it. Right. Little by little. Okay. Little by little, she's just, you can see it. Right, she's reliving. Yeah, yeah. And then they actually show the boy, which is the first throughout the whole movie. When they show her memory, they show him drowning. In the pool, uh, in the lake. In the lake, yeah. And then all of a sudden she takes the knife out. She's like, nobody was paying any attention. I know, it's just so sad. Yeah. And then that's when the fight started breaking down. Right. You got into got into a little bit of the detail of it. And it was it was crazy. So, like we now know who, who did all these kills. And she killed men and, and women. And very she strong. was kind of like Rambo in a sense. Because <laughs> yeah. she came out of nowhere because I don't think she would have overpowered someone like Kevin Bacon or a lot of the guys who were out there. She's an older lady. She was strategic. Yes. In her, she was kind of like a hunter, yeah, you know, hunting prey, you know what I mean, right? Which later on in other Friday the 13th movies, when Jason actually, as an adult, makes an appearance, he's the same way, he's kind of like a hunter in a way, and they know those woods, those camps, right. like more than anybody. So, so I have a question, yes, okay, why the hockey mask? Well, that doesn't come till much later, no, I know, but why. Ah, he, it, okay, so I'm going to fast forward a little bit. So in Friday 13 Part 2, Jason didn't have the hockey mask. He had a potato sack over his head with one eyeball out. Like okay. he had one eye so he could see, like a hole so he could see. The hockey mask didn't come into play until Part 3, which was in 3D, by the way. Um, oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the commercial in Friday the 13th in 3d because you know it was the 80s so i had right, to be real right so he ends up killing this dude uh who had a hockey mask on i guess he was a goalie or something crap like that oh, he had the stick okay. and he was trying to fight him off he kills him and he goes hmm, i guess this is a good idea and he puts the mask on and he that was his signature for the okay. rest of this franchise you know? i was just curious because yeah. i was like what does that have to do with anything like yeah. from the camp you know yeah nothing nothing, nothing at all <laughs> It came later. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so yeah. So, you know, 
and we got into it a little bit earlier, but it's kind of like as a parent, and now we, we're parents of two. Yes. And we can't imagine anybody intentionally trying to hurt our kids. Like we would, you know, like for you, the claws will come out. You know what I mean? Or right. like for me, I'll get into daddy mode and be protective. But like, can't imagine like a group of kids like, you know, drown your child for no reason just because they're different or they look a certain way and what would click in a mother's head, like, right. especially if that's her only child and there was right. no father around. And like right. you said, that kid was her world and all of a sudden, and then it just snaps, you right. know, she's talking to herself and her son's voice and she's like, kill her, mommy, kill her. Don't let her get away. Blah, blah, blah. She's losing it. You know? Right. It's hard. It's hard. I know when you're living with, you know, guilt and stuff like that, you know, it's really hard to move forward. And I think that for her, there had to be that element of guilt there because she trusted these people with her child. Yeah. You know, and she she thought they were going to take care of him, but they let him drown, you know. And, and so she has to be kind of like maybe blaming herself a little or something. I mean, it's it's a very psychological kind of thriller in that sense where you're seeing her journey but at the same time they don't really go into that part so much it's mm -hmm. more like slash and gash for a lot of it you know yeah. you get to see a little piece of that where you can kind of think oh my gosh like what if i was in that woman's shoes how would i react or whatever but it's not really so like looked into like you're not in her house seeing like you know how you see those movies where they have all the people that the killer wants to kill and it has like the lines yeah. and stuff connecting them mm -hmm. it, it's not that kind of thing it's just you get that glimpse and it's almost like, like okay. she took it as uh this is my territory now the, right. this is hollowed ground whoever comes right. in here i'm gonna take you out right it's you like know? her son's gravesite. Yeah. that's pretty much it yeah. and, and she wants everybody to respect that mm -hmm. and she doesn't want even though she doesn't own it she doesn't want anyone ever to go there again yeah you yeah. know I think that's pretty accurate. And it's not because she doesn't want it to happen to somebody else. I think it's, I mean, maybe that's part of it. But I think it's like she just wants to preserve what she has left of him almost. Yeah, yeah. Could definitely see that. And as, you know, as the time goes on and they get into the big old fight, eventually, um, Alex, right? <laughs> Alice. Alice, yeah. Alice gets a hold of uh, Pamela Voorhees' machete that she had, which ends right. up being a signature of her son, Jason, throughout right. the whole franchise, uh, the signature machete with the with the hockey mask and the gear and all that stuff. And uh, and probably the most gruesome kill of the whole thing, she chops her damn head off. And right. then you see the, she's still like her body, kind of like a chicken without a head. The body's right. still vibrating. And, right. And she's almost like giving the finger That's, almost right. like she's going down. Oh my and, goodness. <laughs> It's just crazy. <laughs> oh, shoot. That was, when I first saw that, I was like, holy shit. Like, I was little kids. So I was like, oh. Was right. Like, <laughs> no, that's just crazy. Like, it's a haunting image for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think you put your head down when that happened. Oh, I think. because the thing is, like, you think she kills her at first, right? You think Alice kills Mrs. Voorhees or whatever at first. And then, of course, she can't stay down, right? Because yeah, this so woman is, like, like, just basically... <laughs> like, her body's so filled 
with anger and hate. And hate that it stood up even without a head for just a slight minute or so. Right. And before she goes down. It's just a mess. It's crazy. And it then, I mean, crazy. you think it's over. Yeah, I thought I survived, honestly. <laughs> I thought, okay, you know what? It was bad, but it wasn't that bad. Like, I, I made it through to the end, and I survived, and maybe I'll be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> and then... Dun, dun, dun. So, so, uh, so Alice, it, it's like she gets in the boat. Right. A little canoe or whatever that to is. To row to safety or yeah, people and she, or And something. she goes into the water instead of, I mean... Come on, you killed the killer. Right. Where Why are you not going? go back to the police call? Right, and, and, go and drive back to out town. of there. Yeah, but no, she gets into the water, falls asleep. She goes to sleep because she's exhausted. Because she's exhausted. She's she had been, a she had a rough night. She had a rough night. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to night. say, she had a rough night. Right. So then, uh, then daytime comes. They have this nice little sweet music in the background, and you think it's over. You think probably you're gonna see the credits or whatever. And the police are gonna the find her. The police are there. Something. She opens her eyes. She's playing with the water, very like Disney-like, very right. dramatic. She's playing with the water. That she looks forward. The cops are like, Miss, like they're calling her to because they're at a murder scene. You know what right. I mean? So they're calling her over. And then, why don't you say what happened next? <laughs> <laughs> and then Jason tries to pull her out of the boat a into zombie the lake. Like, a, a zombie looking. He pops up out of the water. But it wasn't just the pop up. Like he jumped up. The music was perfect for a jump scare. Like he jumped up. Oh, here's like he did the. He had yeah, a gargling was, sound I don't when even he came out. It was just so bad. And then he just so... grabbed her. And he's a child. This is still a child now, uh, or maybe a teenager. Who knows? Like, my thing is, there's a whole theory behind this. Because it's like, how would that happen? Now, supposedly, she w she's in a hospital now, and she's all screaming. Supposedly, she dreamt that. We're going to pretend that she dreamt that, mm -hmm. okay? She's in the hospital screaming and screaming, and the cops are there, and they're like, oh, everything's okay, man. You know, you survived, blah, blah, blah. And then she's all like, what, a what about the boy? And they're like, what boy? And she's like, the boy... Jason, who took me under, and they go, ma'am, there was no boy. Right. And then she goes, and then she looks in the camera, the obligatory look right to the camera with her eyes and stuff. You know, there's always a movie that they always have that quote. You know, like Poltergeist, they're here. Or you right. have like a random whatever, like in Die Hard, you be Kaye, motherfucker. Like there's always. Right, right, right. right. The signature line. Then he's still there. And it was like. Oh my God, he's still there, Jason! Oh my God! Right, right now, right. now from the looks of it, did he really take her into the water? Did she dream it? Obviously, he really did because guess what? He shows up in part two, a grown freaking man out of nowhere. So, so he never drowned. Th there's the theory behind it. Did he drown? Did he survive all that time? And if he did, why the hell didn't he just go with his mother? Now that they <laughs> That's my question. So many people were gonna survive. Now the theory oh is gosh. he survives just in time to see his mother get beheaded, and then now he is crazy. the one that's like, okay, now everybody's gonna get this. Everybody's gonna get this heat. Right. You know I mean? But where has he been all this time? Maybe surviving on the land, eating animals, eating whatever. Uh, who knows? Like he couldn't find his mom? Maybe. Ugh, it's just so sad. Yeah. So 
So now part two, like I said, he's back. He's a grown man. And the now in future shows, I will talk about the rest of the series. I almost got ahead of myself there. Yes. But but it, this was the genesis of an iconic character, an iconic franchise in terms of pop culture, because horror is a part of pop culture. And these characters are still around to this day. I mean, the last Friday the 13th, it's been about it's been 10 years since the last Friday the 13th. It's been wow. a long time. They remade it in 2009. Um, and I'll talk about that remake down the road. But I mean, to this day. You know, we had Halloween a couple years back, right? And uh, Danny McBride made is making two more to end the, to, I guess, to end it. So in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, back to back, we will have two new Halloween movies oh coming boy. out in theaters. There's a rumor <laughs> that Robert England, who played Freddy Krueger, the iconic right. actor, is coming back to reprise his role as Freddy Krueger because they did remake Nightmare on Elm Street in two thousand ten, and it was a piece of shit. So, okay. <laughs> and it wasn't him. That right, did right, it. Right. It, was it was somebody a, else. Another dude. But, um, you know, the Friday the 13th franchise is one of those that it is, you know, it's a legendary horror franchise. And, you know, this was the this was the genesis. This was the beginning of the story. So, yeah, I mean, every time uh, Friday the 13th comes around, you see the meme. You see it. Yeah. You know, I actually sent you one today and then we just saw another one. Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's very much a part of pop culture like you said and um where did that noise come from that oh yeah and i never knew growing up what that was i thought it was chi 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 cha 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 you know yeah. like it was something <laughs> silly but in reality uh it's actually kill ma kill ma like he's telling mom to it's just so creepy yeah it's kill 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 ma 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 kill 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 ma ma you know so it's Jason telling his mother to kill. You know what I mean? And then they just kept it throughout the whole... Yeah. That, that became the signature, you know? The music, the the ad-libs, the little sounds and all that stuff. It became a staple of the franchise. You know? So, I mean, overall, I mean, you not being a horror fanatic, but uh, what do you rate it? <laughs> well, I, I have to say I've seen quite a few mm -hmm. movies, horror movies and things like that. Um, against my will, but I've seen a lot of them. <laughs> um, would I watch it again? Maybe. I think it's kind of campy. You got to see part two then. You got to go just oh, go through Oh, I don't them. know about that. But <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind of campy. I think it's good for like, you know, like a cold night and mm -hmm. you have the fireplace on. Yeah. And, you know, it's like you and your loved one snuggled up or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, the it, guy to protect the girl. Yeah, that, that's cute. You know, I can see watching it again one day down the road. Te another 10 years. Another right, year. right, right. <laughs> uh, we can watch it again. But, um, I mean, I, I would give him probably like, maybe like a B plus. Because okay. for being such an old movie... Um, it definitely got me. Yeah. You know, was, it definitely got me. I was waiting for me. it too. I, I, did, I think I did scream, right? At you, the end? A couple. Yeah, you did. You jumped. You, she was on the rocking chair that we have. And it rocked during that, uh, <laughs> 
during that ending jump scene, she 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 did a quick oh, like it was it did it, it did its job. Yeah, so I was years upset and years with you and years though, later because you didn't tell me. She's like, how you couldn't you me. tell me that was gonna happen? I was like, I did it did its job. I give it, it a B plus. I would say <laughs> I'm not gonna give it an A because it's you know yeah, an older course. movie and yeah. stuff like that, and it's not like. My it's favorite. not it's not Shakespearean shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not it meant was... to be profound or anything. Right. <laughs> but I think for a movie that is an older movie is definitely iconic. I think it you know, if you're into horror movies and things like that, you definitely have to see it. It's one of those like must sees. It has to be on yeah. the roster, you know, for somebody who's into horror movies. It's not like my thing, but it's your thing, and I support you. I love you, <laughs> and somehow or another, I keep getting dragged into this. Oh yeah! So oh, yeah. it's gonna happen again. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but yeah, That's it wasn't funny. bad though. It wasn't bad. Cool, cool. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we pretty much got into detail as much as we could about one particular film. So. Um, right think we're gonna call it a night right there we got about 40 minutes in which is pretty damn good for a first show uh so yeah uh you've been a lovely guest thank you thank you very much for doing it thank you for having me and uh, i will be bringing you back against oh, your will um we will have her back uh even though if we talk about the 90s movies it won't be against the will she'll no. probably jump she'll probably jump head first for those um so yeah so from my lovely wife angel i am jay this was episode one of nightmares on j street and i will be back hopefully next week <laughs> with another uh horror movie to to review um once again i want to thank steve and dan from the snd podcast channel for for letting me get a second show as if i needed another one but um <laughs> guys thank you once again and uh i will be back next time to get into another horror franchise have yeah. a good night happy friday the 13th yeah <laughs> <laughs> so let's say you're into yoga or pilates or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me either way you know being flexible is key to doing what you love that's why smoothie king created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us with whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen. Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the Stretch and Flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day.